This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, pastor here at First Baptist Church of Algiers, formerly of New Orleans, Louisiana. Now we're in Walker because of the storm. We uh, dislocated everything we had in New Orleans, but the Lord has been gracious to us. And we have a new chapel here now and a new bookstore, and the Lord is blessing, and folks are coming. And we're just happy to happy to have you folks with us. Tune in to this little old broadcast every morning. A lot of times it's in the morning. Sometimes it's at night. But I, I ask you to write me and let me know what station you're hearing us over so we can make sure that we're getting our money's worth. And if you would, pray for the old trailblazer. We're bringing you some studies have been for quite a while now on divine healing, true and false. And uh, we're getting some comments and gracious comments and some that's not so gracious from these studies folks take issue with what we say but my friend we bring you thus saith the lord and we're looking now that uh healing is not in the atonement our diseases are not in the atonement and we're going into that looking about that we're going to receive our new bodies but first we saw that satan his motive is to keep you blinded uh, to your true condition my friend if you don't have a part we're looking at the first, the coming of the Lord, the first coming. If you don't have a part in the first coming of our Lord, you'll not have a part in the second coming. Every born-again believer looks for his new body, looks for the coming of the Lord. You mean to tell me, Pastor Trailblazer, that every born-again believer looks for the coming of the Lord? I believe that's so with all my heart. My friend, what is, what is it all about? What is salvation all about? What, don't you want to see the one who died for you? We have folks who, who can, can just uh, t- tell you exactly what happened there and how the Lord died. But are they looking for the Lord? I don't see many folks looking for the Lord. I don't see many folks thanking the Lord for salvation. I hear folks thanking the Lord for, for healing their bodies and, 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 and saving the farm and all of those things. But listen, listen, if you're not looking in some measure, if you don't have a, 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 a measure of faith there looking for the Lord, knowing that the Lord is coming, uh, it's just hard to believe that you're a child of God. Now, I don't mean that you stand out in the big road and look up at the sky and look for the Lord. I don't believe. I don't mean that. No, no, my friend. Listen, the coming of the Lord, we'll receive our new bodies, the second half of our salvation, which is our resurrected bodies. For many, many years, uh, I've been looking for the Lord coming. Now, like I said, I don't stand out in the road and look, but unconsciously and even consciously, I'm longing for his coming that I may receive my new body. I've suffered much, much in the last three years, two and a half years with this old body of mine from everything from, from two broke legs to the shingles to, the, to this and that and the other, many disease, many uh, hindrances that I don't mention anything about. Plus, I'm getting old, the old trailblazer. And uh, coming down to the waning days of my life, and I'm looking for the Lord. I don't, I don't intend to be here. You know, I read in the paper and in the magazine, or how much money is spent on, uh, especially by our, our women folks, on try to stay looking young. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with it. But if you don't go to extreme, I think you ought to take care of your bodies. I do. I'm a firm believer in taking care of your bodies. And I don't mean a health nut. I'm not a health nut. No, I go to the doctor when I feel bad. I've had a couple of surgeries, and I had to do those. But, my friend, I believe in taking care of your body. Some folks uh, drink and drink themselves to death and smoke themselves to death, and they're not taking care of their body. That's a sin, my friend. But all this time, I believe that we're the underlying uh, thing in our hearts and lives is that one day the Lord come and give us a new body. This old body, if I die before the Lord comes, all of its diseases and sicknesses will go back to Mother Earth. 
and then to be eat up by the, the worms. That's right, my friend. But when the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel with the trump of God, we'll be raised a new body like unto the body of our blessed Lord. Oh, my friend, as I speak to you at this time, many have weak bodies. Many are suffering from cancer and other dreadful diseases. And uh, you're slowly dying. You and I are slowly dying. Many of you may be in the hospital, and uh, we wrote me and written, have written me, and uh, we've prayed for you, but the Lord hasn't seen fit to heal your body yet. And folks, if some jump up and tell me, well, if you had any faith, uh, listen, I heard a leading evangelist, a leading TV evangelist one morning. He also had a radio broadcast right here in our local area. And his mother had just passed away. And he said, if my mama had had any faith at all, she would not have died. Now, my friend, I was driving on the road, and I like to wreck my car. To hear a man, an educated man, so-called, say that about his mama. And I said to myself, what did he do with the scripture that says, the soul that sinneth it shall die? Every soul that's ever brought into this world is a sinner. And it's going to die one day. It'll die either saved or lost. Now, he didn't have to say that, my friend, but he was all ramped up and everything. And my mama had any faith, she wouldn't have died. Well, if, he had, if he'd have had any faith, he wouldn't have gotten trouble that he got into. But, oh, that's another subject for another day, my friend. But listen, listen, maybe God put you there, my friend, for, for a reason. For a reason. You ever heard of that? Financial reason? Maybe for a providential reason, the Lord stopped you. I've had many folks tell me that. And listen, folks have written me and say, you know, I was saved while I was in the hospital. Why? Because it got quiet. They got quiet, had time to think about their soul salvation, had time for the Holy Spirit to deal with their heart. They wasn't, wasn't in, mixed up in a palavering all the time. And that's why I tell folks, if you want to know the Lord, go out behind the barn somewhere. Go out on the levee somewhere and get quiet. And seek the Lord while he may be found. I tell you, my friend, salvation is not a passive thing. It's a seeking the Lord. The scripture says, seek the Lord while he may be found. It says, seek the Lord diligently. And then all through God's word, we read where the Lord says, come, look. All of those things are passive, active, my friend. Well, I'll just sit here till the Lord save me. Well, you'll just sit there and wind up in hell. You have to seek the Lord. Well, I don't know. Yes, you do. You're just too stubborn. You're just too stubborn and too self-willed to pray, pray, Lord, save me. If you ever see yourself lost, my friend, you're afraid. If you ever see the, the wicked, wicked, wickedness of your heart, the vileness of your heart, the corruption of your old human nature, if you ever see those things, you'll pray. Nobody has to tell I won't have to tell you to pray. No, I won't have to tell you to pray. I do tell folks that ask me that, that uh, you can pray like Peter did. Old Peter's walking out there on the water, and he was just a scooting along. Everything was fine. And when he looked down and began to sink, he said, Lord, help. Lord, help. And that's all you have to pray, my friend. Oh, but listen, listen. These folks have told me if the Lord hadn't put me there, I'd never stop to listen to the inner, to that small, still, small voice. Do you see what the Lord does, my friend? Our conversation is in heaven from whence we look for the Savior who shall change these vile bodies, these old bodies of humiliation, these old bodies of, of shame, and fashion them like unto our, his glorious body. Now, let's look at this subject. 
practically ever false doctrine. And there's so much of that on the market today, my friend. Everywhere you turn, there's a false doctrine. If you could see the literature that comes to my desk day after day, week after week, and then the false doctrines, especially regarding salvation and how the Lord saves a sinner, all of that grows out of the fact that individuals do not know and do not believe and have never seen the total depravity of the human heart. Oh, my friend, let me repeat it again. Any individual who goes astray on the doctrine of total depravity goes astray on all of the doctrines of God's Word. Every sinner who ever gets saved, and I'm telling you this, my friend, with the, with the empathy of my soul, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm not trying to make you feel good. But if you never see that you're a sinner, I've had folks write me and call me. Don't call me a sinner, trailblazer. Don't call me a sinner. I've been a Christian all my life, well, my friend. Many, many, many of us have been Christians for a while, but we're still sinners. Now we're sinners saved by grace. And then I have folks tell me that they've never sinned. Oh, that's right. Never sinned since the Lord saved them. Well, they just don't know their own heart. But every sinner who ever gets saved comes to see that he's totally depraved. He comes to realize that nothing but the blood of the Son of God shed there on Calvary's cross can cleanse him from sin. Now, my friend, the blood. Do you praise the Lord for the blood? Have you been washed in the blood? Dr. Roloff used to sing a song, the blood that goes deeper than the stain. You know, we're stained with sin. Our old bodies are stained with sin. Oh, listen, listen. It's stained with sin. But the blood will wash it away. I know when we were kids out in, the, out in the country picking blackberries and other things, and that stain uh, uh, get on you, and you couldn't hardly get it off. Mama would have to get a, some uh, sandy soap, soap with like little sand in it to get that. But the Lord has the blood. We have the blood, my friend. The blood washes away. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood. Now, Listen, this false concept of divine healing, that divine healing is in the atonement and so forth, grows out of the fact that those who advocate it do not know, never have come to see themselves as totally corrupt, totally vile, totally depraved, poor individual. If and when they do, they'll come to realize that nothing but the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ can cleanse them from sin and wash their sins away. And that and that when we're saved, we're made new creatures in Christ. I told you this little incident about the young Bible school teacher. Had a class of adolescent boys, and he was trying to trick them a little bit. And he said, boys, any of y'all know what God can't see? And they thought about it a minute. And one little boy in the back, way back in the back, held up his little old scrawny arm. And he said, Mr. Teacher, he can't see my sins because they're under the blood. Can you say that, friend? Can you say that, my brother, my sister, my radio listener? Some of you who've been critical of the old trailblazer, can you see that? Can you tell me that you are, your sins are under the blood and then stand and criticize God's man? Oh, my friend, I'd be ashamed. I'd be ashamed. I'd go out behind the barn and confess it. Say, Lord, I didn't, I, I didn't know what I was doing confessing. You know the Bible says, touch not God's anointed. Did you know that? 
It's, it's no thing. It's no plaything, my friend, to be critical of God's man. No, sir, I tell you that right now, that you must be careful. But listen, when we are saved, we're made new creatures. We still have our old nature. We'll carry it to the grave. It's sown in corruption, raised in incorruption. But folks will see that divine healing is not in the atonement, but it's only a gift or a sign. And they will be longing and waiting for their new bodies, which comes at the resurrection time. My friend, I wish I could make that plain, but I can't. But the Holy Spirit can. Would you ask the Spirit to, to lead you and guide you and direct you day by day and that, to, that he might deal with the old trailblazer along these lines? It, keep me straight and keep my mind straight and keep my thinking straight. Would you do that? I appreciate it if you would. And uh, help me with the broadcast, if you will. We're trying to go on some new stations now, and I don't know if it'll happen or not. But we're looking, we're looking, we're praying. The Lord says, you have not because you ask not. Would you ask with me? Would you join me in prayer, praying for new station and uh, that the old trailblazer's health will improve where I can feel better and get out amongst you once again out there at the mission places and up there in Tennessee and wherever in North Carolina where we have friends and Texas and Oklahoma. Where, Yeah, that's what the old trailblazer longs to do. And uh, remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website, at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.